There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. It's time for the word in this building and online. Let's say it together. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we invite you now to take authority. We invite you now to have your way. And Father, we declare that we are open and we are ready to receive your word. Can you tell them that Wednesday? Say, I'm open and I'm ready to receive your word. Say, check me. Correct me. Give me direction. Give me clarity. Make me better after this word tonight. In Jesus' name. Let, let me check your expectation on, on campus and online. For those that believe that by the end of May, every area of your life is going to be better, can I just hear it reflected in your praise, right? That by the end of this month, every area, every area, every in your family, in your finances, in your faith, in your emotions, in your health, every area is about to get Better. I need you to touch two or three people on the shoulder. Say better, 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 better. Come on, online, you type it in the chat. Better. Some of y'all ain't moving. I said move. Touch somebody on the shoulder and fist bump them and say better, 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 better. Hallelujah. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. So our series this month is called Let's Start Over. Scratch that better and I told you you're going to use that phrase scratch that a lot this month because there are going to be certain plans you're going to have to abandon because the plan that you had wasn't sufficient but you are not going to abandon your goal I'll say it again there are going to be certain strategies you're going to have to abandon because the plan the strategy you were attempting to use is not going to be sufficient for what you're about to do for many of you it's because your plan was too small and your strategy was too short-sighted 
What God wants to do in your life, the Bible says, eye hasn't seen and ear hasn't heard. Neither has it entered into the heart, which means the mind of man. Which means God says, I want to do something that literally blows your whole mind. And sometimes I had to wreck your old plan so that you would discover a new one. Sometimes I had to mess up your old strategy so that you would discover a new one. So I need everybody to practice a phrase you're going to use a lot this month. Say, scratch that. No, we're not doing debt. Scratch that. No, you ain't doing that this month. Watch me. You're not doing depression this month. Scratch that. You're not doing anxiety attacks this month. Scratch that. You're not doing emotional breakdowns this month. Scratch that. You're not dealing with family drama this month. Scratch that. You're not dealing with some of the same old people talking the same old mess they've been talking for years. Scratch that. You're not even going to be the same you by the end of this month because you're about to be a better version of yourself. So you got to look at the old version of you and say, scratch that. Let's start over. Scratch that better. And I taught you that with God, you never, ever start over from scratch. Why? He uses all things. Uh, Now, this is important because God doesn't waste anything. He's not wasteful. He's going to use everything from your past and your present as part of a plan so we always start better. Romans 8 28 and I've been preaching this verse and I love this verse because every time I teach this verse this thing gets better and better and better to me. Why? 828. Now first of all can I just break it down? So Roman watch me. Roman represented the kingdom. The Romans were the first that had a modern uh, uh, view as it related to kingdom. See every other nation that existed pre the Romans Whenever they wanted to extend territory or take territory, what they would do is they would go displace people from a particular geographic location and then bring them into their nation and bring them into their country until the Romans. What the Romans did was they were in the business of building empires. Mm. What did they do? What the Romans did is the Romans said, we are not going to displace where you're at and bring you to our nation. Instead, we're going to leave you there, but we're going to come and we are going to change there to make it look like over here. Why is that important? Because before you were formed in your mother's womb, the Bible says that the Lord knew you, which means you were in heaven with God before you were ever sent to the earth. You were sent to the earth, watch me, not to become like the earth, not to become like the world, but you were sent to the world to colonize the world to make the world look like heaven. Okay, you'll get it in a second. So the Romans, what I love about this verse is this is the verse of authority because they were the first ones that began to model what kingdom is supposed to do. So you keep saying, well, why won't somebody do something different? That's why he sent you there because you're supposed to be the one that changes the situation instead of letting the situation change you. Well, why won't they do something in government? You need to get in government so you can be the change. Why won't they do something about music? You need to get in music so you can be the change. Why won't they do something about church? You need to get in it so you can be the change too it so when i look at this verse this verse is literally an authoritative verse because it means watch me we have not come to take sides we've come to take over i I need you to just elbow somebody next to you say i don't take sides tell them say i take over now i need you to say that thing with authority come on say i don't take sides tell them say i take over And how do you know you do that? Because when you go on the job, everybody say, here she go. Here he go. Always doing too much. No, boo. You just don't understand my assignment. I understand my assignment. I wasn't sent to take sides. I'm not trying to be a part of your little clique. I don't care if you don't invite me to lunch. I don't care what you do. I've been sent to take. 
So this is an authoritative verse. Then eight is the number of a new beginning. Two is the number of witness. Eight is the number of a new beginning. So built into this verse, there is so much in it because it means authority, a new beginning that you're going to witness, watch me, that's going to help you pr produce another new beginning. But watch me. Um, if you do not have a sense of authority, you will always feel like you're being victimized. And for some of you, watch me, you walk around with a perpetual victim mentality because you feel like people are always doing you wrong. It's not that they're doing you wrong. You just don't quite understand who you are. Because when you walk in authority, you recognize there's certain things you don't even have power to do. You don't have power to make me lose sleep. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You don't have power to make me, uh, to make me nervous. I, I wish you look at somebody next to you and say, stop giving people so much power over you. I you ain't got power to worry me, baby. I Listen, I, I've been told worse by better people. You ain't got power to do that to me. You, you walk in authority. When you know who you are, it changes what you do. So the, the verse says, and we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes what? All things. Come on, say it with me Wednesday. All things to work together as a what? As a plan, he makes it work together so good that when you look back over it, even if it wasn't supposed to go that way because you did something you weren't supposed to do, he makes it look so good that you think it was part of the plan the whole time. He'll take your worst relationship decision and he'll work that thing so good that you'll look back and say, I'm glad I met him. I'm glad I learned that. I'm glad I learned, watch me, what is not a fit for me. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I'm glad that I learned who does not belong in my life. You'll take your worst decision financially and he'll teach you a lesson that makes you anointed to handle finance. He makes it work together as a plan. Somebody say, it's a plan, it's a plan. And we know that God, let's go, let's go back please. And we know that with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things. And we work together as a plan. So all things means the good, the bad, and the ugly. Say everything. He wastes nothing. Say he wastes nothing. What if I told you every moment, every ounce of life you've lived up to this point, he is going to use for your next. Okay, now watch me. That's not exciting if you think you've been squeaky clean your whole life. But for those of us that can look back and say, I, I know I got some stuff in my past. Watch me. Who can be real? I know I got some stuff I'm still working on. But what I'm excited about is that he's going to take it. He's going to work it together as a plan. Somebody say, and the plan is working. So look at this. It says, uh, together as a plan for good, which means better results. Say better results. For those who love God and those who are called according to his plan and his purpose. Now, I taught you this, but I just want to hit it again. To love God does not mean that you are perfect. Literally, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So to love God means to do what he says to do. And in the moments where you mess it up, you clean it up. The moments where you mess it up, you get it right. God is not looking for perfect people, but he is looking for repentant people. He's not after people who do everything right. See, there are certain people that they hang their hat on the fact that they don't do anything wrong. And God says, I reject them because they're prideful. There's other people like David that can say, Lord, against you and against you only have I sinned. David, watch me. The, David is the only man in the Bible that the, that the word says he's a man. And God says he's a man after God's own heart. Now think about this. David was a liar. 
David was a cheater. David was a manipulator. And watch me. And he had a seat of authority. He was in power. But you know what David knew how to do? David knew how to repent. Can I help some of y'all? You keep getting low. And when you get low, you stay there. I need you to learn how to make your bounce back bigger than your fall. I need you to learn how when you mess up, you need to say, wait a minute, listen, I'm not staying in my mess up. Lord, thank you that I get to ask for forgiveness. And Father, I repent for my sin. Can you look at somebody next to you and just encourage them and say, learn how to repent quickly. Learn how to repent quickly, quickly, quickly. Can I take you two and three and four and five days? If you mess up this morning, I'm going to need you to fix it by that, by, by that, by that, that couple minutes after you didn't mess it up. Because, watch me, because when you take too long to repent, watch me, you're going to live in regret. The moment you know you was off, that's the time to fix it. Watch me, not just with God, but with people too. Some of you all, you wait too long to fix things with people. And then you wonder what, you say, everybody's against me. No, you're trifling. And your trifling behavior doesn't have to be tolerated by people. Just because your mama them tolerated don't mean nobody else got to tolerate it. That's your mama. I ain't her. All right? Look at me. Uh, for good. Say better results. For those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. So this means, watch me, that it's bigger than your plan and it's bigger than your purpose. So as you navigate through life, you got to have this mentality. My yes is bigger than me. My obedience is bigger than me. If Abraham never did what he did, then you would see, watch me, that there would be a whole different situation going on in the earth. One man's obedience is connected to so many futures. Say, this is bigger than me. Look at me, this is bigger than how you feel. This is bigger than your moment. This is bigger than your little attitude. This is bigger than you. I know you think it's all about you because we live in a narcissistic, uh, a sociopathic, a self-centered society. And while we're self-centered, the truth is that we don't actually love self. Bishop, how do you know we don't love self? Because the way you love you is reflected in how you treat people. Love your neighbor as yourself. So watch me. Here's how I know that we got a love problem with ourselves is based on the way that we love other people. You have decent to other people because you have decent to yourself. You lie to other people because you lie to yourself. You're inconsistent to other people because you're inconsistent to yourself. Here's the good news, though. If you still got a pulse, that means God still got a plan. I need you to confess this over your life. Say, and I'll love myself like I've never loved myself. And I'll be better for other people. Oh, I need you to get excited about that Wednesday. Why? Because when you're a better you, you're a better husband, you're a better mother, you're a better brother, you're a better everything else. This is bigger than you. Say it's bigger than me. All right, now, look at this. Nothing by anyone. Oh, no, let's go verse 31. Let me get verse 31. Let me get verse 31. What then shall we say to all these things? Um, uh, if God is for us, who can be successful against us? Now, so check out what Romans is saying. Romans says all things are working together as a plan. God's not going to waste anything. And then he says, so there's things we go through, things we deal with, things that mess with us, things that aggravate us, things that frustrate us. And the question becomes, what are you going to say to your challenge? Okay, I'll, I'll let it sit on you for a second. 
What then shall we say to these things? See, here's your problem. Is you face a Goliath and you let him talk louder than you. You face a challenge and you let that challenge talk louder than you. Watch me. And I need some of y'all. Listen, come on. Can I, can I just go where I want to go? I need some of y'all to get just a teaspoon of hood. I don't need you to have no more than that. I just need you to get a teaspoon. Why? Because a teaspoon is all you need. All you need is a little bit of bleach to ruin a whole load of laundry. I just need you to get a little bit. Because some of you, when a challenge comes, you let it silence you. You let it shut you up. You let it back you down. And instead, you need to learn how to do what the scripture says. What then shall we say to these things? Uh, watch me. In other words, anything that comes against me, I'm going to speak louder than it. It will not be louder than me. And I'll be so loud, I can't hear what it's saying. So it's fear ain't going to get in me. It's doubt ain't going to get in me. It's not going to be louder than me. Would you lay your hands on yourself and say, say something. I, when, when an obstacle comes against you, you need to look at it and say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that dare defy the armies of the living God? When a challenge comes against you, you need to say, if God be for me, who in the world is going to be successful against me? Look at the verse. He says, what shall we say to all these things? The things that aggravate you, the things that frustrate you, the things that mess with you, the things that make you want to holler, the things that make you want to cuss. Wednesday, don't do that. Wednesday, don't do that. Watch me. The things, the, the things that make you want to give up. The things that make you want to quit. The things that make you want to not be faithful. The things that make you want to not be consistent. The things that make you want to say, it's not worth it. God says, God says, you need to say something to these things. Come on, come on. I, I can tell some of you, watch me. You've been having conversations. Watch me. You've been talking, but you ain't said nothing. You ever been around somebody, they running their mouth, and somebody said, what they talking about? I have no clue because they just running their mouth. They're talking, but they haven't said anything. Pay attention. He did not say, what shall we speak to all these things? He said, what shall we say to all these things? Which means what I say has to have some substance. You're going to have to speak to your challenges. And look at, what it, look at what he tells you to say. If God be for us, who? can be successful against us. Here's what I want to point out, and I pointed this out last night's preview. Look, the first part of the verse says, what shall we say to these things? Yeah. That, that means it's not referring to a who. It's referring to a what. It's referring to an it. But the latter part of the verse says, if God is for us, who? Which means, pay attention, the things we deal with are based on what people do. So he's saying, don't get caught up with the thing. Get caught up with the spirit behind the thing. And that's what I'm going to need you to speak to. See, you sitting there fighting with your sister. It's not her. It's that evil spirit that's been behind her for years. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You sitting there fighting with your boss. It's not them. It's that spirit behind them. You're fighting with people. It's not them. It's what's behind them. But he tells you how to respond. If God be for us, who can be successful against us? Wednesday, let's declare that together. If God is for us, who can be successful against us? Here's the answer. Nobody. I wish your faith was on Tim tonight like mine is. I don't care what you face. It will not be successful against you. I need to make sure I got some praises online and in the building. If you're excited, that can't nothing take you down. Can't nothing stop you. Can't nothing block you. I'm about to give you five seconds. One, two, three, four. Somebody say nothing can, see, can succeed against me. 
Say it again. Nothing can succeed against me. Look at me. Except you. He already told you nothing can succeed against you except you. You ready? And Sunday, Bishop Bright taught us two messages. The first, don't miss the miracle because of the moment. You will often be walking, talking in the face of your miracle, and you will miss it because of the moment that you're in. For some of you, you already got what you prayed for, but the moment is making you miss it. For some of you, you literally are already in possession of what you prayed for, and you're still looking for it. Talking about when it's going to come, when it's going to come, when it's going to come. There's a story about a man during Hurricane Katrina. It's a story. I don't know if it's true or not. It's a story. And the man, he was on his roof. The floodwaters were rising. He was in the, in the ninth war. The floodwaters waters were rising. As the floodwaters were rising, this man, literally, he gets on top of his roof. And he says, Lord, send somebody to save me. Well, a boat comes by to save him. And he tells the boat, uh-uh, uh-uh, the Lord is going to save me. So the boat says, well, we got to go. Because there's somebody else that wants what we have. You're not that thirsty to beg nobody to receive what you have. Elbow somebody say, don't ever be that thirsty. Right? Then a helicopter comes, and then when the helicopter comes, they throw down the ladder. They throw down the ladder, and they say, hey, 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 we're here to save you. The man responds, it's okay. The Lord is going to save me. Helicopter says, well, roll that joint up. We got to go. They roll up the ladder. The helicopter flies away. The man, as the waters begin to rise and rise and rise, they eventually overtake the man and the man drowns. The man stands before the Lord and he has a little attitude on him like somebody on your road might have, but you're about to snap him out of it. Like somebody chatting with you online may have, you're about to snap him out of it. He's got a little attitude. God! Oh God! Why didn't you save me? I prayed. I was faithful to church. I was faithful to giving. I was faithful to serving. I'm adding this to the story. I was faithful, and you let me down. God says, is that what I did? Or did I send a boat, and you missed the miracle because of the moment? Did I send a ladder over the helicopter? You were about to, you had never been in a helicopter. You were about to fly over what you used to have to walk in. But you missed the miracle because of the moment. Can I tell some of y'all tonight, while you're waiting on God to do it, God is like, I've already done it, but you're missing the miracle because of the moment. And go to somebody next to you and say, open up your eyes, please. God, I pray our eyes would be open. I pray that our ears would be open so that we would not miss the miracle because of the moment that we're in. Show us how you've already done what it is that we have prayed for. We're already in possession of what it is that we prayed for. Hollow Wednesday, I won't miss it. I... Shout it again, I won't miss it. Shout it again, I won't miss it. For some of you, watch me, by the time you get home, your eyes are going to be different. Your hearing's going to be different. You're going to finally realize the thing I've been waiting on, I've had the whole time. Shout it again. I won't miss it. Second message, second message that he told us, second message that he told us was getting beyond the bitter to get better. And you cannot fully become everything God wants you to become when you are bitter. Bitterness is the residue of a painful experience. And what bitterness literally does is it causes you not to see things as they are. 
You see things as they were. I'll back it up and say it again. It causes you not to see things as they are. It causes you to see things as they were. Because when you're bitter, you're always looking through glasses. And the gla- Give me some sunglasses. You're always looking through glasses. So everything you see, you don't see it properly because you're looking through the lenses of bitterness. And consequently, you will make something new into something old. So you'll think nothing ever gets better, but that's just because you're bitter. You'll say, ain't no good friends out there. No, you're bitter. You see new people through the lenses of old people. Ain't no good churches out there. No, you bitter, boo. That's you. It's you. Why? Because everything you see, you, do, you see it through the lenses of something that has happened to you. Ain't no good man out there to date, Bishop. No, you're bitter. You literally attract abuse. You ready? Because everything, come on, everything you look at, everything you look at, you're looking at it, and I know you like your glasses because they, you know, you know, I know you like your glasses. All I need now is a Cadillac and a Jerry Curl. Listen. Huh? <laughs> Look. Now, here's the truth. Here's the truth. It's bright up here. Here's the other truth. It's hot up here, okay? All right? All right? Listen, I lose five pounds every time I come to preach. All right? It's hot up here. All these lights, all of that. Pay attention. But when I have these on, the reality is, is that everything that I'm looking at in this room, everything I'm looking at, I'm looking at it through a filter. So this filter, I will say, you know what? I don't, I don't see, listen, through these, I don't see no white people over here. And it's white people over here. But they look light-skinned through these glasses. <laughs> now, I need you to check it out. Because you literally will say that you don't see what's right in front of you, but that's because you're looking through bitterness. You'll literally say God hasn't provided, but he has provided. You're looking through the lens of bitterness. And I need you to make this declaration. Say, I release all hurt, all pain, all bitterness and unforgiveness against God, against myself, and others. Say, I will not be bitter. I'm getting to better. You ain't finna be a bitter woman. You're not finna be a bitter man. You're not finna be a bitter young person. You're not gonna be a bitter person in your 50s, 60s, 70s. No, baby, you're just gonna get better. I need you to grab somebody by the arm and just shake them and say, better! That's how I'm living. That's how I'm living. That's how I'm living. I ain't mad at nobody. I ain't upset with nobody. That's too much baggage to carry. That's too much luggage to carry. That's too much drama to carry. Somebody shout, I'm better. All right, all right. So, 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 so this is important. This is important because really what his messages and this entire series boil down to is this. How to get better results in every area of your life. So let's define better. What is better? Better means more excellent or effective. Excellent means high quality. So you're about to speak a lot over these next few moments. So for those of you trying to take notes, you're gonna have to type, you're gonna have to either be real good or you're gonna have to just take notes later. You ready? Because you're about to speak a lot. You ready? Say every area of my life will be excellent, high quality, high value. You're not the cheap section. You're not the hand-me-down section. You're not the used goods section. I don't care what nobody says. You're not leftover baggage section. Come on, say every area of my life will be excellent. All right, here's the second word. It means effective. Effective means not just that it's excellent. Effective means that it's the right things that are excellent. Because you can be an excellent liar. You can be an excellent whore. 
Nobody knows what you do. Huh? Nobody. You, you could be excellent at being inconsistent. So, so we don't want to be excellent at the wrong things. But watch me. But, but let's just have a praise break right here. Who can be honest about your past? And who can be honest about even some of the stuff you're still working out right now? Now watch me. There were some negative things you were excellent at. Uh-uh, I need some real people in this building and online. There's some negative things that you were excellent about. There's some negative things that you were good at. And here's what I love about it. You know how to get excellent. We're about to just make sure it's in the right areas. That's what effective means. You're going to be the best at it, but it's going to be in the right area. Say, I'll be the best, but in the right area. You got it? So here we go. Look at this next one. Part, partly or fully recovered from illness injury or stress. Now, this is what I need you to get. Say partly, partly. or fully. So here's better. Better means there's certain areas where you're going to see progress. It may not be fully complete, but you can see progress. Who can be honest that you see progress in your own life? It's not where you want to be, but you can thank God it's not where you used to be. Come on, everybody just say, I see my progress. Look at how you pray the way you do now. Look at how you walk around talking about shalom. You didn't even know what shalom, shalom was a year ago. You thought they were talking about salami. Listen. Look at how you used to would have snapped cracker and popped all upside their head. And this time all you did was say to God be the glory. You would have been up all night last year worrying about something. Look at your own progress. Like partly or fully recovered. Now, now, so partly means progress. And then fully means perfected. But perfected doesn't mean perfect. It just means whole. So partly or perfected from illness, injury. Look at this last one. And stress. Stress is an inappropriate response to pressure. Why is it inappropriate? Because you are trying to worry about what you cannot change. You ready? Make this declaration. Say, I will be fully recovered from illness, injury, and stress. What has recovered me? I'll be at my full strength. Come on, I need you to just encourage somebody next to you. Touch the shoulder. Say, you're about to be at full strength. Say, for the first time in your life. Look at this third one. It means to improve on or surpass a present or previous level. Which, which, means, which means, watch me, better doesn't mean that I'm just maintaining. Better doesn't mean that you're settling. Better means you are surpassing. Your present, look at how this series connects so, so wonderfully with the previous series, the sequel, with your present or your previous level, which means, say, I'm surpassing. All right, so watch me. So 2021, you only got to hear. And that was great for 2021. Well, watch me. 2022, you're going to go from here. Uh -uh. I don't like the way some of y'all are responding. 
Osme, you're about to surpass every level that you've hit before. Let me, let me tell you how you know that. You know that because the warfare you're dealing with now is at a whole nother level, which means you've surpassed the previous level. And, and you're at a whole nother level. I need some of y'all to understand you fighting stuff that's much bigger than what you've been through before. Why? Because you are further than you've ever been. Old church, old school church used to say new levels, new devils. I don't like that. I don't like that because there's a, there's a connotation there that is, is not fully um, inaccurate, but it is incomplete. But, but watch me. When you hit a new level, it's, it's kind of like a video game. Any gamers or former gamers? All right. All right. Now, listen, last time I played a video game, they, they were still CDs or, or DVD. Are they still? Oh, okay. I just thought you downloaded them now. I didn't know. <laughs> so far behind. Goodness. All right. Um, but listen, so I used, to, I, I used to be, I was the type, if I started a game and I started winning, I was going to play that game for hours at hours, at hours. I mean, I take breaks. I come right back. I pause it. I come right back. Don't nobody touch that. Y'all stay out the room. Leave it alone. Don't mess up my progress. Some of y'all need to stop letting so many people in because they're interrupting your progress. So, so I would play the game, and I would play the game, and, and I would go, because when I started winning, I, look at me, I became, and this is true about me today, I am addicted to winning. Now, what do you mean addicted? That ain't good to be addicted. Well, okay, you do what you do, I'm going to turn up, okay? I'm going to be addicted. <laughs> I'm going to be addicted to winning. Why? The Bible says he always leads us into triumph, which means I'm waiting on my next win. Okay, I'll go by myself. Let me talk to y'all over here. Who else can say, listen, I'm addicted to, I'm waiting on my next win. Baby, I can't, I can't wait. I feel like it's about to happen for me any moment because I've become addicted to it. Because every time it looks like I'm down, he comes back with a win. Every time it looks like I'm out, he comes back with a win. Every time it looks like my enemy got me, he comes back with a win. And we will fight. And we will win. Listen, listen. So I would play, I would play for hours because I became addicted to the next win. I'm always in pursuit of my next victory. You ready? Look at what the word better means. It means to improve on or surpass a present or previous level. What does that mean, Wednesday? That you are in pursuit of your next win. When you get up on Thursday, I need you to get up with an expectation. Like, where he go? Where he go? Where, he, where the win at? Where the win at? I'm expecting something amazing. I'm expecting something incredible. When you get up on Friday, I can't wait to see what God does today. Why? He's in Ephesians 3.20, God, that does exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. For those of you who are excited about your next win, I just need you to release a praise right there. I'm looking for my next win. I'm waiting on my next win. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Look at somebody say, I can't wait for my next win. Say, it's going to be bigger than my last win. I can't wait for my next victory. 
It's going to blow my mind. That's better. That's better. That's better. That's better. I am in pursuit of my next win. For some of you, here's why you get discouraged. Here's why you get frustrated. Here's why you get depressed. Here's why you get low. Here's why you start reaching for bottles. Here's why you start reaching for, for packs. Here's why you start reaching for stuff that when you look back, you're like, that was so dumb. Here's why you start overeating. Here's why you stop eating. It's because you are not in pursuit of your next win. And because you're not in pursuit of your next win, it's very easy to become a settler. And just say, well, I guess this is as good as it gets. Well, let me say this. If God was done with you, you could have died at your last win. I'm about to shout myself. But your last win was not your end because that is not the end of your winning. Shout better. <laughs> that was cute. That was really cute. All right, all right. Come on, everyone. Let's say it together. Shout better. All right, here we go. Results. What are results? Now, this is what shouted me when I was preparing this message. I said, what do you mean shouted you? It's literally where I get up from the table and push back. And it gets so good, I get up. I'm the type of person, anybody else like me, when I'm on the phone and the conversation get good, I got I to gotta walk around the house. Let me tell you how I get so many steps in, because I be walking around that house. Anybody else do that? Okay. All right. <laughs> so when I say it shouted me, literally that's what happened, is that I had to get up. And I had to walk around um, because this was really good to me. Um, so tonight's message is how to get better results. So we discover what better is. Here's results. The consequence, effect, or outcome. Here's the next one. The quality or, or formula obtained by calculation. All right? Let me help you confess these two things over your life. Say the outcome, the outcome. that I produce, that I produce. Will, be will be better. Now, consequence often has a negative term a negative connotation to it, but it doesn't in the definition. But I want you to make this confession. Say the consequences that should have been negative. I cancel those tonight. Life and death are in the power of your tongue, and they that love us shall eat its fruit. Now look at this next part. It says, obtained by calculation, which means when you calculate this, when you crunch the numbers, as it were, watch me, the numbers are going to come up better for you. So to, look at me, to every person who felt like you were being used, hear me, you about to do the calculations, you're going to see you weren't used, you sold. When you do the calculations, you're about to see that it's actually better for you today than it was 12 months ago. When you do the calculations, you're going to see that things are improving for you. When you go to your annual physical, they're going to run the calculations and show that you're healthier today. Then When you get your report at the end of the year, you're going to look at your W-2 and say, God, dog. Let me talk to my entrepreneurs. When you add that Schedule C on, you're going to say, my God. Let me, let me talk to my business owners. When you look at those 1120s, you're going to say, look at what the Lord. What y'all confession going to be at the end of this year. And the Lord has done great things for us. And we are glad. When you look at the calculations of how much time you spend in prayer, it's going to be up. How much time you spend in worship, it's going to be up. How much time you spent in the word, it's going to be up. 
right? Look at this. Third, final score. This is, this is where it started shouting me. In an examination. All right, say final score. Final score, final score uh, it, it, it infers this, that round one, maybe I won. Round two, maybe I didn't. Round three, maybe it was a bloodbath. Round four, I handled that one. Round five, we in the fifth month. Round five, it was on the fence about whether or not it was going to turn into a win. But the final score determines that I have passed the examination. See, for some of y'all, here's what's about to make your life so amazing, is that there were some chapters where you totally blew it and you totally screwed up. Who can be honest with me? Wave your hands in the building, wave your hand online. But by the final score, you're going to come out with your hands up. Why? Because all you do is win, 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 no matter what. And your hands go up and what they do, and they stay there. Open your mouth and shout better results, better results. I don't care what the score looks like in one of the rounds. Just make it to the end. There's some enemies you're going to have to outlast. You need to hear me. There's some enemies, watch me, that you're going to have to just outlast them. They're not going to come down, watch me, by, a, by force. They're going to come down, watch me, by faithfulness. You ready? And these, these last two, these last two, he's going to be good. I got good. Favorable outcome of an undertaking or contest. And I say favorable outcome. Favorable. Which means even if the outcome didn't look great, it favored me. Why? All things work together for your good. But look at me. Here's your confession. I want you to say this to me. Say, everything that happens to me is really happening for me. This is a contest. And it always works in my favor. Period. Uh, I need you to say that thing with some authority. Say period. I it always works in your favor. I had something where, um, I had something I was negotiating and doing. And they were taking too long. And I was getting mad. And, um, and as I was getting mad, I said, this is y'all about to really, my nerves, you worked them all. You worked all my nerves. As a result of the delay, my confession was, every delay is to my benefit. So as a result of the delay, and then they got disrespectful with the delay. And I said, you don't know about me. Huh? You, you, you do not know. Please understand. But as a result of their delay and their disrespect, I got more. So when I went in, I was only reaching for one thing. But watch me. But because all things work together for my good, God says, I'm going to hook you up with what you didn't ask for. I Come on, touch somebody on the shoulder and just say favorable outcomes. If they fire you, it's a favorable outcome for you. If you lose the car, it's a favorable outcome for you. No matter what happens, it always works together for your good. Ready? Here's the last definition, though. It is this Latin word, resultare. You ready? 
which means spring back. Wednesday, I'm teaching slow because I want you to get it, but y'all got to be faster than that. Watch me. Better results means this. Here's what it means. It's your spring back. Let me say it another way. It's your bounce back. Oh, my God. In other words, what you produce in 2022 is going to be a bounce back from every area of your life that seemed like it did not work in 21. What didn't work the first four months, you're about to see it bounce back in the month of May. I prophesy that into your life. Somebody say, Resultare. I'm bouncing back. I'm springing back. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Right there. It's your spring back. So results literally mean it's what you do to bounce back. It's what you do to spring back. Okay, let me see. Let me see if some of y'all can catch this. It's super simple. It's not even deep. And y'all, I'm, look, we got to go because I'm out of time. But I've been teaching a little slower, so we get it. You ready? We are in the spring feast. From now until June 5th, we are literally in the spring of the year. In other words, what are you trying to tell me, Bishop? This is your result season. Oh, my God. Y'all excuse me. Y'all excuse me. This is your result season. I need you to speak this over your life. Say, I'm in my result season. I, yeah, they talked about you last month, but you're about to have some results this month. You didn't feel too good about how your first quarter was, but you're about to have some results this month. Somebody say, results. We gotta go. 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 Now look at me. Genesis 11 and 1. I just want to use this story to teach this and then we're out. This is a story that is literally about um, the Tower of Babel. Most times this story is taught from a particular angle. I want to use it in a different way tonight. In Genesis 11 and 1, the Bible says not the whole earth spoke one language and used the same vocabulary. This is amplified. Um, For you to have better results, listen to this first thing, you have to make your vocabulary better. I'm going to need you to talk like where you're headed, not where you've been. I need for some of you literally to get a dictionary.com daily email to where you get new words that you're learning. Watch me, because your vocabulary needs to expand because your vision is expanding. Your vocabulary needs to expand because where you're headed is expanding. And you can't talk like where you come from based on where you're headed. Can I tell you what makes you different? What makes you different is the way you do what you do and say what you say. And if you're going to be like everybody else, there's no need for you. That's why some people say, you talk too proper. You talk through this. You talk through that. You talk, oh, no, boo. My vocabulary is better because my results will be better. All right, look at the next, look at the next part. Verse 4. They said, we're going to skip around just to get to the point. They said, come, let us build a city. Let us build a city. Uh, let us build a city. So they, 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 literally, they literally get their, their, their little building blocks, and they say, we're going to build us a city. Let's, let's get our hard hat. And, and, and a hard hat don't quite fit on you, but, uh, you know, you're just going to put that thing on the lean. So you got to learn how to work it and stop complaining about it. Some of y'all complain about what you got instead of working what you got. If you would work it tomorrow, God would qualify you for something better by Friday. 
if you'll work it this week, he'll qualify you for something better by next week. Tell somebody, say, work what you got. All right, so look. They said, come let us build a city. Now, here's what's amazing. Better circles collaborate better. To get better results, you're going to need a better circle. And a better circle, you'll know it's a better circle because y'all collaborate, you don't compete. If the people around you compete with you, that's a cage, not a circle. See, the only competition should be healthy competition to be better, but that's really a form of collaboration. Because as I'm pushing you, you're pushing me, we're pushing we. Some of you have people around you that secretly want to see you fail. They secretly want to see, and some of them ain't even that secretive about it. You're just too thirsty to have people around you. I pray you be so strong in yourself that you not have a thirst to have people around you that are not good for you. And I don't know who this is for. Just because you've known them for 18 years, I don't know who that's for, but I'm talking to somebody's situation right now. Just because you've known them for 18 years does not mean that because you have a past with them that you have a future with them. You ready? Say better circles, collaborate better. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. They said, let us build a city, next part, for ourselves. Now, this is interesting because they weren't waiting on anyone to do for them what they could do for themselves. They weren't waiting on anyone to do for them what they could do for themselves. Look at me. If you're going to get better results, you're going to have to get off your blessed assurance and stop waiting on somebody to do something for you when you can do it for yourself. Well, won't nobody help me? Help yourself. Well, won't nobody be there for me? Be there for yourself. But you know what's interesting is the people who normally make excuses are the people who normally don't make progress. And that's not who you are. You're the type of person that every day you get up, you put your hard hat on, and even if it don't fit right, you lean that joker to the side and you build. And put a little swag in your walk when you build. You ready? They weren't waiting on somebody. You know what a lot of Christians are doing? You're waiting on God to do for you what you're supposed to do for yourself. Yo, you want him to build a city for you? You want him to go to school for you? You want him to start the business for you? You want him to fix the kids for you? You want him to fix your marriage for you? You want him to fix your attitude? You ain't even trying. The Lord touched my attitude. He touched it and put you around somebody that wouldn't tolerate it. And so now you're looking at them like, they always starting stuff with me. No, you finally met your match, battle axe. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Leave my hat right there. Ready? Like, you cannot wait on God to do for you what you have to do for yourself. You're going to have to ask. You're going to have to email. You're going to have to call. You're going to have to be persistent. You're going to have to sometimes feel like you're too persistent. Like you're doing too much. You ready? All right, come on. I just want to teach you how to do this thing. We're about to move. Y'all got quiet when I said battle axe. I rebuke every battle axe spirit in this building and online. Yes. Listen. <laughs> 
Look at what they said. Let's build a city for ourselves and a tower whose top will reach into the heavens. So if you're going to get better results, you're going to have to make your goal clear. A lot of Christians, can, can be honest, here's your goal. I just, just want everything God has for me. Okay, what is that? Here's your goal. I just want to be blessed. Yeah. What is that? You need an, here's a goal. It's an objective and a plan. What did they say? We're going to build a city and a tower. And if the city has to lean back a little bit, we still got this tower. Huh? Why do I need both so that I've got belt and suspenders? Why do I need both so that if I can't occupy one, I can occupy the other? So that means every goal has to have built into it a contingency plan. Okay, y'all, see, y'all ain't shouting over this because this is, you got to do something. The, listen, he's not going to make your plan. He's not going to set your goal. Say better results. But this is what you're about to have. This is what you're about to have. All right, let's go. It says, and let us make a famous name for ourselves. Now, here's where they got wrong. Because Genesis 12, the, the proceeding chapter, says that he would make the name of his people great. So he makes your name great so you don't have to. So here's the principle. Here's the principle. Look at this. So that we will not be scattered into separate groups and dispersed over the surface of the entire earth as the Lord instructed. Wow. So here's the problem. What they set a goal for was literally not for his glory. And trying to defy God will never work long term. Some of you know you have no business doing certain things, but because he ain't checked it yet, you keep trying to do it. You know you have no business in certain relationships with certain people, but because he ain't, he ain't shut it off yet, y'all ain't going to talk to me tonight. You're like, well, apparently, well, the Lord, you know, ain't nobody perfect, Lord, and, you know, they working on it, and I just. Uh, you made too much progress to go back to get somebody to bring them to where you are. I pray you not have to go back to get nobody to bring them where you are, but that you would meet people that are where you are or beyond what you are. So literally, they, they make a plan, but their plan is the Lord. Look, let's look at the verse again. So that we will not be scattered into separate groups and dispersed over the surface of the entire earth as the Lord instructed. So their whole goal is we're not going to do what he said. We're going to do it our way. Their whole goal is I tried doing it God's way. I'm going to try it my way this time. Their whole goal is off. Here's what you got to do. Make your why better so your results are better. Which means any plan, any goal that I make, it's for his glory. Not mine. See, when you're doing it because it's all about you, that won't work long term. And I know what some of y'all are doing. You look on social media and say, but it's working for them, Bishop. Is it? Or are they suicidal? Is it? Is it? Or is their marriage a mess? Is it? Or did they have to pose to post? Is it? Or are they doing that for the cameras? Is it or they don't even like their life and they have everything that you say that you want? Is it and they got a drink to go to sleep? 
Is it or they got to smoke to go to sleep? Y'all not saying nothing to me right there, and I'm not judging anybody. But what I'm saying is, is stop looking at the people that don't serve the Lord and looking at them like they got it all. No, you do not know the price that those people are paying because defying God never works long term. I'd rather have peace. Y'all not saying nothing to me. What profit a man to gain the whole wide world and lose his soul? You ready? Look at verse 5. Now the Lord, now this is where it gets good because I'm about to show this from another angle. Now the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. Now that's deep. You have to make, watch me, you have to produce results that attract God's attention. In other words, you got to work what you have better. Instead of complaining about what it's not, have you worked it to its full potential? It's quiet. Instead of complaining about what your hand is missing, have you worked your hand to its full potential? You have to produce results. And watch me, you sit next to somebody that's about to. You chatting online with somebody that's about to. Y'all, we about to go. That heaven's going to look at their results. And it's going to attract God's attention. Because God's going to say, how did you take that little and turn it into something so significant? How did you take an abusive relationship and turn it into a whole different situation? Y'all not going to say that? How did you take the negative hand you were dealt and turn it into a better hand? Can I get every person in this building and online that believes you're about to produce better results to worship God for five seconds right there? I'm about to work what I have and I'm going to work it better. I'm going to work what I have. Work the job you got. Work the car you got. Work the house you got. Work the education you have. Whatever you have, I need you to open your mouth and holler, work it. Work it. They literally took what they had and in taking what they had, they literally, pay attention, they literally got God's attention. And God says, I want to go see this. Now, I don't think you're listening. Put the verse back up. And the Lord said, let me come down. In other words, I'm about to get off of my throne. If you read your Bible, it's not often that he did that. He didn't even do that to announce himself to Mary. He didn't even do that to announce himself to Joseph. He didn't even do that to announce himself to Abram. But he looked at these people and he said, I'm coming off my throne for this one. Oh my God. I need you to encourage somebody next to you. Say, God's about to get off the throne to come see you. He, I ain't playing with y'all. He's about to get off the throne to come see you. He's about to step out of his heavenly firmament to come see you. You're about to have a visitation. You're about to have a habitation. The Lord literally, he literally came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men have He said, let me see what you've done. Look at verse 6. And the Lord said this, listen very carefully, because this is the shout of the whole message. And the Lord said, behold, the people are one people. They are unified. They all have the same language. Watch this part. This is only the beginning of what they will do. Come on, let's go. But now, now here was the problem for them. In rebellion against me, 
Now, this was their problem. But we're going to extract that because that's not going to be your problem. Look at the next part. And now no evil thing that they imagine uh, they can do will be impossible for them. So now we're going to only read the bold parts. Go to the previous verse. We're going to only read the bold parts because this is what he's saying to us. Okay, I need you to read like an army. This is only the beginning of what they will do. No thing they imagine they can do will be impossible for... Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. I need you to see this. 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 Say better results. Now, what they were doing, they weren't doing for his glory. What they were doing, their why wasn't for his glory. But what you're doing, it's going to be for his glory. So we're going to read these bold parts again. And if nothing hits you, don't do nothing. If you're just reading this like, oh, that's a really cute verse in the Bible. Okay, then you just sit there. You just stream. But if this hits you the way it hit me, to where God would look at people and say this, this is only the beginning of what they will do. No thing they imagine they can do. Stop. He didn't say you had to do anything but imagine it. He said if you can get this on your mind and get this in your imagination, I just need you to think that you can do it. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I need you to look at somebody and say just imagine it. Imagine yourself out of debt. Imagine yourself breaking every curse. Imagine yourself the head and not the tail. Imagine yourself above and not beneath. I need you to look at somebody and say, just imagine your best 12 are your next 12. Say, just imagine all things working together for your good. Say, just imagine driving in it. Just imagine living in it. Just imagine paying it off. Just imagine being happier than you've ever been. Just imagine. Look at me. 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 Go to the previous verse. And you look at me. You look at me real careful. What do you mean look at me real careful? Just look at me. Ready? This is what you are about to do. If they could do it and they were doing evil, just imagine what you were about to do. If evil people could get something amazing done, you better imagine what you... Some of y'all ain't sitting next to the right people. And I can tell because I'm not seeing the response that you should have. Because for some of you, watch me, you literally fight yourself to imagine. You literally fight yourself to dream. You literally fight, that's too big. No, boo, I need you to take out your pen. I need you to take out your pad. You know why I got this iPad? Because I wanted to write what I was imagining. 
I need you to write what you imagine. And I know it seems big, and I know it seems huge, and I know it seems like you're not going to be able to do it, but I need you to just imagine it. God says you ain't even got to do it. Just imagine you can do it. Somebody say, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I will. I think I will. It's getting ready to happen. It's getting ready to happen. We're going to read this verse one more time. This is what God said about evil people. If he said this about evil people, then how much more? Look at me. For many, for many of us, you too grown. You too grown. Because see, you too big to imagine. You too big to say, well, shoot. Let me see. You too big. I'm too grown for this. I'm too grown. I went to DU. <laughs> you too grown. And so, consequently, <laughs> I went to Spellman. <sighs> I went to Morehouse. I'm a, I'm a Morehouse man, Bishop. I don't do that. You're too grown for your own good. Because the Bible says, unless you approach the kingdom of God like a child. Why did he say a child? I'm about to throw this mic. Because a child will sit down and they'll imagine everything around. They'll be sitting at the table. You say, who are you talking to? My imaginary friend. Why? I thought so. I thought somebody there. They'll say, what are you doing? Driving in my car, my imaginary car. Where are you living? In my imaginary house. What is this? A million dollars? Somebody say, I will imagine. I will imagine. I will imagine. Watch. Look at me. Look at me. Look at the verse. Look at the verse. Some of you, some of you, you literally need to get you a notepad and just imagine. You literally, I switched devices because I said, I can't type this. I need to be able to draw this. Because if the enemy can kill your imagination, he can rob you of your better results. Ooh, but it's too late now. Because some of y'all about to go home tonight some of y'all about to log off tonight and you're about to start imagining again. You're about to imagine yourself into health. You're about to imagine yourself into dead freedom. You're about to imagine yourself until your whole family's saved. Let's read this verse. Only the bold parts. This is only the beginning of what they will do. Stop. Look at me. You're just getting started. You, you, look at me. You said, but Bishop, no, I'm 54. I don't care about that. I rebuke your age. You are just getting started. Well, we got to go. He says, uh, go back, please. This is only the beginning of what? Stop. Put your name right there. We'll do. Speak it over our church. This is only the beginning of what Harvest Church will do. 
Oh, I understand my assignment, and I'm just getting started. Next verse. No thing they imagine they can do will be impossible for them. Instead of them, say your name, say your name. Nothing. Look at me. We often say, with God, all things are possible. He can do it. Look at me. Look at me. God says, these people, when they start imagining stuff, when they start driving, some of y'all just need to drive. You just need to drive. Because when you get out of your house, and sometimes you need a different place and a different pace. When you get out of your house, you're going to start imagining stuff. That's why, every, that's why I like to travel. You know why? Because when I get out of the city, I get above the warfare of the city. And when I get above the warfare of the city, all of a sudden my imagination starts clicking. I start thinking of things I couldn't think of while I was on the ground. Why couldn't I think of it? Because the environment was filled with so much warfare that I wasn't able to imagine. For some of y'all, you just need to get in your car and drive. For some of you, you just need to start walking. For some of you, you need to go sit next to a body of water. Why? Water represents the spirit. And you just need to start imagining. For some of you, you just need to sit still for a minute and imagine. What's the rest of this year going to be for you? What's the rest of this year going to be for your business? What's the rest of this year going to be for your family? What's the rest of this year going to be? You just need to imagine it. And I know what some of y'all are saying. I'm scared to imagine. Because the last time I thought of something good, it didn't happen. So you're telling me, just because you had a few things that didn't work, that that's going to make you stop imagining? How many times did you have to knock down your little Lego land? I'm glad he kicked your little plan over. You know why? Because that was smaller than this. I'm glad he kicked your little strat. I'm, I'm glad he kicked it over. I'm glad it didn't work. I need you to look at somebody and say, I'm glad about it. I'm glad because that was too small. That was insufficient. That wasn't permanent. We're going to read it one more time, and I promise you we got to go, dunk on it. Come on. Just the bold parts. This is only the beginning, say your name, of what harvest will do. No thing they imagine they can do will be impossible for them. You ready? Look at verse 7. Come, let us go down there and confuse and mix up their language so they will not understand one another's speech. Pay close attention. Verse 8. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the surface of the entire earth and they stopped building the city. Look at me. They were doing something wrong. So God says to them, mm -mm. now here's what I want you to pay attention. Because some of you, here's your shout. Say, my shout's coming. There are certain people, enemies, agitators, haters, that you have, that God let them build the city and the tower. The tower is where they look down on you from. The city is the mess that they thought they threw on your name. I need you to pay close attention. Bible says, watch me. Bible says that the Lord scattered what they were doing. Here's your shout. Say, my shout's coming. My shout's coming. 
Because watch me, this story is about to change. It's about to go two ways real fast. This is like the mouse trap downtown Denver. You know, it's that little traffic thing where you better know where you're going. You ready? The Bible says that God let them do it. And then he looked at it. And look what he says. And they stopped building it. Pay, pay attention. I announced to every hater... I announce to every agitator. I announce to every problem starter. I announce to every enemy in your life. God's about to confuse your language. And you're going to have to stop building what you were building. If you believe that some of your enemies are about to turn on one another, I just need you to clap your hands, open your mouth, and put a praise in the atmosphere right there. He's about to shut their city down. He's about to shut the tower they built down. He's about to confuse their language. She's about to turn on her friend. He's about to turn on his wife. They're about to turn on one another because they never should have came against But here's the other side. Here's the other side. We got to go. The other side is don't let confusion, a mix-up, stop you from creating. Most people... You, you stop imagining because it doesn't go the way you imagine. And what you need to do is imagine something else. <laughs> no, no, you just need to imagine something else. Because some of y'all, watch me, you literally are frustrated and angry with certain areas of your life. And the truth is you stopped imagining. I want you to pay attention to what he didn't even say. He didn't even say what they pray. Because your imagination will turn into a prayer. Why? Because once I imagine it, I'll start drawing what I need to me. Years before I was out of debt, you know what I said? Every time I answered the phone, debt free. Debt free. Debt free. I imagined it. Debt free. And then one day I looked and said, well, I'll be doggone. What I imagined... I inhabit. Everybody stand on your feet in this building and online. <laughs> You're about to have better results. Um, but here's what I just heard the Lord say. Um, you may be around somebody tonight and you may be chatting with somebody tonight. They need, they need a little push. They need a little help. They need a little encouragement. Because their imagination has been wrecked. How do you know their imagination has been wrecked? They have no hope for the future. And while they smiling in church tonight, while they shouting in church tonight, while they online tonight, you don't know who's looking at you with glasses on. They can't see nothing that's happening. They can't Perceive anything that's in front of them. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not? No, you can't see it. Because your imagination has got grown people glasses on. And tonight, you're about to be their backup in the spirit. Can I just get you just in groups of two or three? And, you, and if you don't feel comfortable grabbing their hands... And don't grab their hands, but at least get their shoulder, get their get they elbow, get something, get their wrist. I need you to get them. At home, I need you to do the same thing. 
because you're about to be their backup. I want you to pay attention. Go back to the verse. Nothing they, they, which means it wasn't just one. It was them. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, so you're about to get you a us and a them. That's about to be your backup. I just want you to take 30 seconds, and here's what you're going to pray for that person. You said, Bishop, I don't even know him. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're going to know their story. You're going to know their testimony. I want you to just take 30 seconds. Here's what we're going to pray. You're going to pray that their imagination would awaken. Number two, you're going to pray that their faithfulness would reawaken. Number three, you're going to pray that their hope would reawaken. Imagination, faithfulness, hope. 30 seconds. Pray for them right now. Pray for them right now. Pray for them right now. For those of you online, tag somebody and pray for them. 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 I need, you, I need everybody doing it. Your imagination would awaken. Your imagination would awaken. I just need you to see yourself doing it. I just need you to see yourself as the CEO. I just need you to see yourself as the business owner. I need you to see yourself in your new city. I need you to see yourself in your new environment. I need you to see yourself, Clubhouse, TikTok. I need you to see yourself being the first one in your bloodline to do it. I need you to see yourself conquering every generational curse. Your imagination is awakening. Your faithfulness to see it through is awakening. And your hope is awakening. Hope does not disappoint. That's Romans 5, 5. Hope will not disappoint. Hope will not disappoint. Hope will not disappoint. Now can you drop, drop their hands and lift your hands and give God glory. Why? That's your imagination. Come on, Wednesday. Your imagination. Woo. I see myself doing it. 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 Come on, Wednesday. You got to speak that. I see myself doing it. I see it, man. I imagine it. I imagine it. I imagine it. Heads bowed and eyes closed in this building and online. If you need to become a Christian for the first time, this is your moment. Secondly, if you need to recommit yourself to the Lord, this is your moment. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. Wherever you're at in this building or online, you need to become a Christian for the first time or recommit yourself to the Lord. Online, you're going to do the hand wave emoji and say it's me. In the building, you're going to raise your hand. No guilt. No condemnation. No shame. You're in a safe place tonight. You don't have to worry about nobody judging you, nobody beating you down. You're in a safe place. You need to become a Christian. God's coming to get you. Prayer warriors, you're praying right now that anybody that needs to respond doesn't miss this moment. Bishop, who are the prayer warriors? Everybody. That's, we don't have a prayer department or a prayer ministry because everybody's supposed to pray. 
That's not just a special role for a few people. That's the role of everybody. Father, draw tonight on campus and online. One, God's coming to get you. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Two, online you do the hand wave emoji in the building. You slip your hand up. If you're not sure, be sure tonight. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right where you're at. Right where you're at. God bless you. Right where you're at. Right where you're at. Hallelujah. Everybody, pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. And I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to now be a faithful Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. If I wasn't sure, I'm sure enough sure now. And I will produce better results. Effective immediately. In Jesus' name, amen. Just pray that prayer for the first time and recommitted yourself to the Lord. Text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 or scan that QR code. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.